This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY, and this is another episode on our State of the Arts series, where we look at all the arts going on around the community and in this nation. I'm talking once again with Gus Gordon. How are you, Gus? Kevin, I'm doing all sir. And you? I am doing. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we got Excellent. we got quite a bit of theater this uh, this week and this weekend. Right. Um, we can talk first about the uh, couple of productions coming up. It is the premiere tomorrow night of The Spirit of Lincoln by Ken Bradbury and Roger Wainwright. Right. You yeah. know, I was joking on Facebook today that this is almost like a normal weekend in central Illinois. Pretty we have three yeah. different theater-related events all happening at the same time. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it happens the rest of the year. We have so many options and so many things going on um, that it's kind of humorous that we have three great uh, different things to look at this weekend. So it's uh, great and wonderful, and I think people will really enjoy getting a chance to, to watch some of these shows. Yes, and um, they will be able to watch them from the safety and comfort of their own homes through show ticks for you, at least for these two productions. Uh, first one being Spirit of Lincoln, of course, the uh, Ken Bradbury, Roger Wainwright show, directed by Hope Cherry, and that is yeah. uh, going to be 7 p.m., um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and of course that VIP uh, in-person event had to be canceled, but that means you'll have another chance to watch it on online. And um, right. I talked recently with um, Cassie Crawford, who's one of the dancers, um, and she and she was. I mean, it's it's you know all this different. You know, there there are so many things that I think people don't realize, or they they will know many of the things in this show. Because she said, of course, she works at the Capitol. And uh, she dances in the farewell, uh, the farewell address scene, and she says, "Well, I read the farewell address every single day because she does tours of the, of the, of the yeah. Capitol." But I mean, this this is a show. There are so many things in this, in this show that, of course, we've said before. It is um, there is no shortage of people who love Lincoln in this town and who love theater and who love uh, Ken Bradbury's work. So I think people are really going to enjoy this. Um, and I know a lot it's of people a trifecta. Are it. Yeah, it hits all the important things. Yeah. Um, you know, I was reading, uh, there, there's a great article, and I'll try to share it on the Hopeland's Facebook page with, um, with Hope Terry this morning in the SJR. They did a nice preview article about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, as we're talking, I just called up the um, SJR website, and the, the headline that struck me is, the, um, at the museum, the Lincoln statue is saying goodbye. They're taking it down right now. Yes. Yes, they're taking... So Lincoln and Perry Como will be leaving us. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that, yeah, Lincoln and the Modern Man, or, or Perry Como, as we all like to call right. him, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, it was just a temporary statue, and I think it stayed a, bit, it stayed a little longer than it, it was supposed to... I think they were, they were going to take it down last month, but I think they ex- extended it for, you know, for... Well, you know, it made a really nice addition. It, it really... Not that the museum needed it, because the museum was pretty great on its own. It's a really uh, distinctive, you know, building in our downtown. Yeah. But it was it was neat. It was neat to see something different, and it certainly drew your attention. And uh, all the businesses downtown could use a little love and attention right now, a little PLC. So it'll be sad to see that particular statue um, move on because it was kind of fun. Oh yeah, it was. And I'm sure the kids loved it every time they drove by. I know adults enjoyed it. Oh yeah. But I imagine the kids really got a kick out of it seeing such a huge Abraham Lincoln just standing there talking with Perry Como. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was it was cool watching it go up. I was out there when they were um 
uh, when they're in the process of putting it up and they're putting the platform under it and they had to they had to level it out a certain way and then they were putting like the pieces on and it, it was it was super cool it was a cool you yeah. know it was cool to see it go up and uh, we sad to see it go but it you know yeah so that will be well everything yeah. has its season right yep uh, I think so but back to the spirit of Lincoln um, great article in the SJR today um, like I said I'm going to put a link. On the Hoagland's website, I'm sure, or Facebook page, rather. I'm Mm -hmm. sure the Springfield Theater Center has a link already up. A good article. They talked with Hope. They talked with Keith Bradbury. Um, And Keith, of course, is uh, Ken's brother. Yeah. And Keith is playing the role that Ken had played years ago. Mm. So, very cool. It's kind of nice to keep keep it in the family. Yep. Yep, that is really cool. And I apologize, if you're hearing a beeping, I'm getting spam on my cell phone, even as we're talking. Oh, so okay. someone from Fort Lauderdale is trying to call me, and I know no one in Fort Lauderdale. So. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay. No, I, uh, Sorry about that not, little beeping noise. Yeah, Well, it's it's not coming through here, so you're good. You're, you're oh, okay. Right. Well, it was, then you think I'm just hearing things. Okay, uh, well, that's uh, good, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, and... And so, yeah, that is that is this weekend, Spirit of Lincoln. It is also the second weekend for Rogue's Gallery at the UIS Performing yeah. Arts Center, which is uh, performed live in person. Um, not, I mean, you can't see it in person, but it's as opposed to being recorded. They uh, they perform the various monologues live um, with their multi-camera right. setup, which is really interesting. It is really cool. Um, it is interesting, and it gives the cast the feeling that they're. Um you know they're in a in a show like like in the olden days. Yeah. So that's really a nice a nice touch, um, and it gives the the young performers, the young actors with the um, UIS drama department, it gives them the chance to have that repetition. Um, and I have a buddy, I think you do too, Rich McCoy, who's in that. Oh, yeah. He's one of the community members in the show, mm-hmm. and he said it went really well the first weekend, and he's looking forward to three more performances: Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Yeah. So that will be and and those by the way that is um that is a free performance. You go through show ticks for you to get the um the virtual ticket um uh, because that's how you know they have to do it procedurally. But yeah, that is um a free show that you'll be able you know, to see. You know actually? What's up? Actually, I just bought, I got my ticket today. Pardon me. And you go through the UIS website. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, you 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 get your ticket like you would for any other event at the UIS Performing Arts Center at Sangman Auditorium or the Studio Theater. The, the catch is it just doesn't cost you anything. Right. But then they send you a link to the virtual, but that one is actually through um, through UIS. Through UIS, right. Okay. Yeah. My my mistake. I was, I got, there's a lot of, a lot of show ticks going on, so I was... Uh, yeah, there is, right. And I know the ballet company will be using show ticks too later right. than they do through Claire's Eyes. So that's kind of the go-to company that people are, are working with if they don't already have a streaming platform in place. And as we've talked in the past, Brian Reeves and the staff out at UIS Performing Arts Center, they do have a streaming function now in yes. place. They've got a studio and cameras and a switcher and the whole nine yards. So they um, they have a really nice operation available to do things like that. Yes, they do. I should I, I watched a couple of streaming things through theirs. I don't know why, why that blanked my memory or why it's when I wrote it down. But anyways... Uh, so you'll be able to watch it through their streaming service, and that is, yes, that is tonight, tomorrow, and uh, Saturday. We have another right. uh, event coming up tonight, and the, you are still, until 6.45 p.m., are able to get access to 
to this on Zoom. This is called The Joy of Community Theater, and it's being hosted by Craig Williams II, who just very recently directed uh, your production of Songs for a New World and has been doing right. shows in the area for years and years and years. And he's a great um, actor and uh, director, um, all sorts of things that he does with shows. And he's now the newly president for this year. Yes, he is. Well, yeah. for this season, the 2020-2021 season, he took over from Greg Donathan, who's now past president. Craig did this last year. It's uh, through Dan Frechet and... Kevin, I'm going to say this name wrong, whichever way I say it. The Kiera Center, I yep. believe. The Ki- I think it's or the, the Kiera Center. Center. Kiera Center, I think. Yeah. And uh, Dan is in charge of that. He's put this together. He has a, a speaker series. And Craig did a talk for him last year. But now this year they're doing it virtually. And they're bringing Craig back to do you know, a speech about the joys of community theater and you know how it's good for the soul and the community that it creates. Craig's a great guy, and it is well worth uh, joining in on the Zoom meeting to get to hear him and see his presentation. But you have to contact Dan Frechet, and you can find it on Facebook. Um, you can find Dan's uh, The Kiara Center or the Springfield Community Theater uh, Facebook page. You can find a, a way to contact him to get a link to get into this uh, Zoom meeting tonight. Yeah. Yes, and it is, and it is through Zoom. I did get that one right. I have it written down, but yes, it is you through. Do, you know, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> there there Zoom. is a lot going on, though. You're right. Yeah, kind of hard to keep it all straight. What's going on? Yeah, but and that's but that's a good thing. We like that with uh, community theater. The, the more things going on, the better. I think, and that's great. Exactly. So. It's nice to have this. Um, it's nice to kind of be back to normal again. Yeah, and and in, in a little way, in, 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 in a, a little, little way. way, yeah. So yeah, so definitely um, that'll be something you'll want to you'll want to see uh, tonight. Uh, so so yes, go go on Facebook and Dan for sure will be able to hook you up with that Zoom link. Um, if you get to him before six forty five p.m., you have plenty of time, so you'll be able to uh, get in contact with him for that. We have a couple of um, a couple things nationally, I guess, to look out for. Um, is that um, a one of uh, Stephen Sondheim's maybe at least to me lesser known musicals anyone can whistle which um i don't know if it flopped it didn't flop on broadway but it was um it was not as well received i guess as some of his others but um but the full studio recording with um you know all sorts of you know entre acts you know musical uh, interludes that sort of thing 17 years in the making the studio cast recording right. is finally coming out on december 4th um, and I, I think it's re- it's super cool. I love I love as I'm sure you do these uh, these studio cast recordings where they put like every single piece of music in the show, even if it's just incidental music under or right. uh, or in you know in between scenes. I love hearing all that stuff. And and you know this is a show that you know I mean you know Stephen Sondheim's musicals like Into the Woods, Sweeney Todd, uh, Company. A lot of those get all sorts of uh, you know many different cast recordings. They even recorded some of the you know original productions uh but you know anyone can whistle has the uh has that original cast recording with angela lansbury and i not maybe a couple other uh lee remick and harry gardino were stars of that one yes Um, it ran the original production ran for like a week it was certainly his least successful broadway musical yeah um but it's still remembered fondly because of that cast album and of course angela lansbury um Starring in it, you know, made it very well known, and it's kind of one of those things that collectors 
love to listen to. There's been a few studio cast recordings. Um, there was another production that was done with um, Scott Bakula and um, who else was in that? Uh, Bernadette Peters, I remember, played the... Oh, oh Madeline Kahn. Yeah, yeah Madeline Kahn, mm-hmm. Bernadette Peters, and Scott Bakula that was done in the 90s. So they did a version of it, too. So yeah. the, the big theater fans know the show, know several of the songs from the score, like anyone from the soul, and everybody says don't. Yeah. Um, there's a song called The Cookie Ballet. It's, it's a very strange plot, and I'm not going to even get into that. Yeah. But it's a very strange plot. And, um, but, you know, an inter- interesting show. Arthur Lawrence was the, um, the book writer. And, of course, he wrote Gypsy and La Caja Full and, and a number of other yeah, very West, successful West Side plays. Story. Yeah. Yes, West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Of course, your favorite. Yep. And uh, so it's certainly worth a listen. And J Records is kind of fascinating. They really hit their stride about. 20 years ago, they were doing all these studio cast recordings in London. Uh, John Yap, I believe, is the guy's name mm-hmm. who, um, who was the engineer. But they had cast recordings of, of Annie and Man of La Mancha and Guys and Dolls. Guys and, and Dolls. Get Your Gun. They were putting them out pretty yeah. frequently. And they had a stable of actors, some American and some British. And this one, for whatever reason, just didn't get released. And now finally it's getting released. Um, the National Symphony Orchestra is uh, the band, the orchestra, and Julia yeah. McKenzie, Maria Friedman, and uh, John Barrowman are the three stars of this production. So, and, and Arthur Lawrence is the narrator on this. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to hear. And if you like more obscure uh, Broadway music, this might be a fun one to listen to. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be looking out for it. And that, that original cast album is always... I, I, whenever I hear Harry Gardino singing something, because he was Lieutenant Bressler in the Dirty Harry movies, and I'm always like, I can't like imagine him singing, but he has a good singing voice. He played, uh, I think he played, uh, he played Billy Flynn like a long time ago in Chicago. He so did. he yeah. did, he did. Um, it was a, a regional production, I believe. But yeah, he's got a decent voice. He also co-starred with Warren Bacall in a musical called Woman of the Year that oh, was written yes. by Sandra and Ed. The guys who wrote um, Cabaret and Chicago and all those other wonderful yeah. shows, and it's a fun it's a fun score. Um, he's good on it. He's a very you know solid leading man, leading man voice from that era. You know the 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 guys sounded different about forty years ago than they do today. Yeah, a little more rough hewn perhaps back then, and a little more slick today. But, um, yeah, no, he's, he's a talented guy. And that, of course, Angela Lansbury has been a star for 70 years. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, so she's, so that's, that's goodness. And this, this recording is definitely one you want to listen to, especially with that National um, Theater Orchestra. I mean, they do, um, goodness. I mean, they, yeah, that, that Guys and Dolls cast album is amazing. I mean, they have every, they have like the entire like Havana dance and like all like the overture and like everything. And it's just, yeah, it's, uh, so that'll be one to listen to. That'll be very exciting. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. And most th- definitely. And so even though the, the Macy's Day, I'm jumping um, here to the, coming up will be the Macy's Day, uh, the, the Thanksgiving Day parade, Macy's Parade. It's uh, uh, definitely not going to be the same capacity this year for some obvious reasons, but they were still going to have some Broadway performances. Um, Ain't Too Proud, Hamilton, Jagged Little Pill, and Mean Girls are going to be uh, recording some 
musical numbers. They're going to get back together, and I'm sure in some sort of socially distant uh, way, are going to do some right. do some numbers, and they'll be recording them, and those will be playing uh, on Thanksgiving. And so, you know, that's for us theater folks. It's always fun to watch the various uh, Broadway performances in the parade, as well as watching the parade. The parade's always fun, but you know, so it's sure. it's cool to see that they're going to be uh, they're still going to be putting on some musical numbers there for the holidays. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say, Kevin, that Thanksgiving is going to be drastically different this year than yeah. we've ever experienced yeah. um, in recent modern history. And it is nice to have some of those things that have been traditions carry on, even if we can't get together with, you know, family from far away and other things we might traditionally do. It's nice that they've been able to figure out something to show. And, you know, this has always been kind of weird in the first place. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. To have these Broadway shows on, on Thanksgiving morning with a big parade, it's always been a little jarring for non-theater fans, I'm sure. I'm trying to look at it through different eyes than my own, because I've always thought it's amazing. Yeah. But for other people who think, wait, I came in to watch the parade, what is this? But it's a good opportunity for the rest of the country to see what's happening in New York, and it's a good opportunity for Broadway to let the rest of the country know what they're doing. And... Um, yeah, it's it's. I know every theater fan locally, and I'm sure nationally and probably internationally, love to see what shows are going to be represented and what songs they're going to perform. And um, Hamilton, of course, will be great. And um, and Mean Girls. I'm not as familiar with the other two, but they always put on entertaining shows, and it'll be nice to to have something. I don't. I guess what what follows it? The Westminster. Um, uh, dog show usually on Thanksgiving Day. I think so. Yeah. With John O'Hurley, I think yeah. um, that usually follows the parade on on Thanksgiving Day. I doubt that will be happening, but um, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Puppy Bowl. Maybe they'll bring the Puppy the Bowl. Puppy back. Bowl. Oh uh, yes. They, usually that's a Super Bowl event, but I figure they can probably put a bunch of puppies together and we can watch them. Oh, people! people I'm, a lot of people probably need to watch some some cute puppies. Honestly, I mean. Well, Seriously. Something, to, something to raise the Seriously. spirits. I mean, honestly. Yeah. You know, I have this thing going across my Facebook feed now. I must have clicked on one video. I think the the, the, the group is called Dodo, yeah. um, and it's an animal group. And they put all these really wonderful stories about, you know, stray dogs that were taken in by families and, and nurtured. And and I love, I love seeing these positive stories. Yeah. And, Right now, posting about animals is about the only thing you can post about that won't cause some kind of controversy. Yeah, that was... and um, it's it's nice to have those moments on on social media where you can just enjoy something simple and uh, that puts a smile on your face. Yeah, so you don't post something and then wake up and it's fifty comments later and people are trying to solve the problems of the world and you're like, I oh, didn't yeah. mean it yeah, like I that. To... <laughs> yeah, I have to tune yeah. those out after a while. Yeah. I mean, I get interested, I get hooked by the lead line, or the headline. Right. And then I I get in a couple of comments and it's like I can't I just can't yeah um I need my sanity for the day yeah. you know this is a strange segue but I'm going to mention something please do. have you ever have you ever done one of those cameo videos have you ever ordered one or sent one to a loved one I haven't I don't know if I've ordered or sent one but I I know I've seen them and I know people who've uh, who've gotten some and um, I've looked yeah, into I've it I've done a couple to some friends and they were great uh, the people really enjoyed them I was thrilled with with the celebrity and how they, um, how much sincerity they put into it. It was well worth the money I spent. I don't go for the big ticket thousand dollar people. I go for the $40 people. Yeah. Um, but 
again, many of those are Broadway performers that, that I know and I appreciate. But I, I got a message on Facebook about new stars on Cameo, so I clicked on it, and I was scrolling through, and one was Paige Davis. Paige Davis was the host of Trading Spaces, and uh, she's a Broadway actor. She played Roxy in the Broadway production of Chicago. Uh, her husband is Patrick Page, who's a Broadway talent as well. He was um, the Green Goblin in the Spider-Man musical, among nice. many other things. And she did this message that came up. You can watch an example of their work. And it was incredible. I'm, I'm trying to find a, a Paige Davis fan in my life to send one of these two because she was absolutely charming. And I just, I thought, this is the most joyful thing I've seen today. This is, you know, some celebrities, I would imagine find this a little maybe demeaning and to be doing favors for people for 40 bucks or whatever. But um, she put her heart and soul into it and just so much fun. And uh, it was a, it was kind of like a little ray of sunshine into my day saying, well, this was charming and fun yeah. to watch, put me in a good mood. And I even, I even sent her a message on Facebook. I doubt she'll ever see it, but I just said, you know, this was really nice and you did a great job in the, and the person who received this must have been really, really appreciative because yeah. um, she didn't she didn't just phone it in. She really made it interesting and fun and personal, and it was it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, those are yeah those they've always yeah. That, I mean, it always seems really cool to me because I've I've seen a a couple where um you know there's there's yeah I've looked through it and you know if you get a you know get a birthday message from you know Leah Thompson who played. Uh, Lorraine and Back to the Future or something like that. Right. I mean, somebody, you know, somebody who, you, yeah, like a star or or any, like, you know, big figure who is just, you know, you, you just want to hear from. And, yeah, it is, it is super cool to see those. And I think. Yeah, um, it is. It is. You know, there, there's one actress I really like. Her name is Mo Collins. Uh, she was on Parks and Rec. She played uh, the TV uh, talk show host. Mm -hmm. And she was on Mad TV. And she had some hysterical characters on Mad TV. <laughs> She does this one character called Lorraine, um, who is just a riot, and she does the messages in that voice and that character frequently. They are hysterical. Pee Wee Herman does them, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I've watched some of his. They were very funny as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have someone that you care about that, you know, Christmas is coming up, a nice Christmas message might might be something that's very unique and very personalized and might come from someone they're a big fan of. I, I, I was very wary of it at first. I thought it was kind of cheesy, but I've done it like three times now, and each time was an overwhelming success, and the person who received it loved it. Um, yeah, I, it's a, it's a, I'm a convert. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's, well, it's, it's a wonderful service. I may be, uh, I may be looking into some cameo uh, as yeah. well for, for definitely. Well, you know, we have there, a but... mutual friend, Johnny Molson, and yeah. everyone knows who knows Johnny knows that he has this huge crush on Debbie Gibson. Mm. And Debbie Gibson is on cameo. So um, one mm. day, I don't know that I like Johnny enough to buy him a $100 <laughs> um, cameo thing. Yeah. Uh, he'd have to be a better friend for me to do. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> but I keep thinking, okay, Johnny would love this. Johnny would love to get a greeting from Debbie Gibson. That would make his year. Yeah. And, you know, right now, I think many of us could use this a nice little thing out of the blue. So it might be a good thing to do if you have a friend out there you know um, has, has someone they really like. And if 
that person's available, you might have them send them a greeting, and we could all use our spirits uh, picked up, the spirits of Lincoln and just our spirits in general. Yes, that's absolutely. I agree with you there. Uh, well, Gus, thank you so much for joining me once again for State of the Arts, and we will do this again next week. All right, Kevin. Sorry for the tangent. Hey, that's Oh, I love tangents. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's all good. Thank all you. Right.